Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, beloved family. Hi, how are you doing? We are here, we are alive, and we are live. And it's good to be with you tomorrow. tomorrow. Listen to me, this morning. um, We had, there was some confusion yesterday. It was an encore program. I had come down with strep throat. Could you believe it? It's still clearing up, but I'm so much better. And um, so... Uh, an encore needs to be played, but there were some, um, I'm, I'm saying this to you because we had some uh, folks that questioned what was going on. Um, uh, there were engineering difficulties uh, at the studio and um, another program had to be pre- played for the first segment. And after the first break, um, uh, an encore of, of Mother Miriam Live came back on the air. So quite confusing. What can I tell you? These things happen, but still grateful, still grateful. It was coming through the Station of the Cross. It's truth. It's good. It's wonderful. But here I am live, and I intend to be live with you forever and ever and ever and ever. I told you I asked God to help to um, allow me to live for 500 years. So I'll be with you a long time if if he answers that prayer. <laughs> the world may not be here for 500 years, but we'll see. Today is a special day that I would say the majority of Catholics don't even know about. Four times a year, we have Ember Days, and they are uh, four days introducing, celebrating the four seasons of the year, which the Jewish people did in the Old Testament. God gave them that to do. And at the beginning of each season, um, we welcome that season. It's really a celebration of the earth, of vegetation, of food, of beauty, of everything that God has given us. And we begin each season with fasting. And Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday are the Ember Day. So this is the Ember Day of the fourth quarter of the year of autumn. Winter, spring, summer, and autumn. And autumn began September 21st, a couple of days ago. But the first Wednesday of autumn are Ember Days. Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, four times a year. And those days are days of fasting because we fast in gratitude for all that God has given us, the abundance for the rest of the year. And so it was established very early on in the church, um, and again, straight from the Old Testament, uh, to appreciate God's um, uh, creation. And I guess since Vatican II, most people don't know about Ember Days, as they don't know about many other things. Uh, They were eliminated. Uh, they're no longer required, they're no longer celebrated, but they're not eliminated. And so those who keep more of the traditional calendar uh, do celebrate Ember Days. We do here. Wednesday, the day uh, as a day of fasting uh, and abstinence throughout the year for us because um, it's the day our Lord was betrayed. And Friday, 
um, when he was on the cross and Saturday when he was in the tomb. So um, we here at the Daughters of Mary, Mother of Israel's Hope, keep those three days. Um, We keep three days of abstinence, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, to abstain from meat. And um, Wednesdays and Fridays are days of uh, fasting as well as abstinence. And fasting generally consists of one large meatless meal, one large meal without meat. That's it. And you could have a a little other snack or a couple of small meals during the day, uh, the normal uh, fasting uh, outline for the church. Uh, I have a little article here um, on Ember Days for most who don't know what Ember Days are. And I tell you, until we um, uh, entered into the more traditional calendar and the Latin Mass, I didn't have a clue what all these were. But, you know, I, I said when I... Now, the Catholic Church is the fulfillment of Judaism. It It is the fulfillment of Judaism in the full measure of Christianity. And so... Growing up in my Jewish years, in a conservative Jewish home, we there was no such thing as ordinary time. There's nothing, nothing ordinary with God. But we always knew where we were in the year. We always, it was a season, always knew where we were. And the whole year was celebrated as a liturgical year. Even though we weren't very orthodox, but we kept the holy days and other things. Um, and I have found out since becoming more traditional, since uh, learning about and drinking in the beauty of the church, that the Catholic Church is the same. It's not that we have ordinary time and then there's Easter, then there's Christmas and other holy days. The entire year, for example, we are now in the 16th week following Pentecost. We're always in a season. We're always in a season. And um, it's it's so beautiful. It's so, we live the entire year uh, with meaning that way. It's it's just so, I think it's so beautiful. And Ember Days, uh, to offer God thanksgiving, for the four seasons, for our crops, for our food, for the weather, for the beauty, for everything he gives us, and to begin it with a fast. A fast is always good before a feast. You know, I think um, I learned, let's see now, uh, Ash Wednesday. Uh, I I didn't know until I was Catholic what Mardi Gras was, and it means Fat Tuesday. And I said, what's that, Fat Tuesday? And I found everybody just gorgeous on Tuesday and, and, and feasts and parties and everything because they're going to fast on Wednesday. And fasting in the Catholic Church has nothing to do with what I knew as fasting growing up. You didn't eat anything. You, if, you, if you could refrain from water, we did. And so here we eat a full meal and two small meals that don't equal one. It's hardly fasting. But at least we fast. So in preparation for fasting... Um, on Ash Wednesday, we feast the Tuesday before. And the fact is, we should fast the night before. We should fast the night before in preparation for the season of penance we're going to enter into. So we lose so much by losing the meaning. Let me read this very short article. Um, 
um, by Philip uh, Kozlowski. And he says, in the Western, that is the Latin Catholic Church, there is an ancient liturgical tradition that revolves around the changing of the four seasons and consists of three days set apart for fasting and prayer. In Latin, these days are referred to as quatura tempora, the fast of four seasons. In English, they became known as ember days, really from, um, they say, a corruption of the word tempora, um, ember days. They're um, uh, uh, four seasons is what it is. These special days of fasting were established very early on in the church and consist of a Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday at the beginning of each season, spring, summer, fall, and winter. Okay. This year, um, uh, let's see now. Oh, they go on with catchy phrases to remember that and, and all of that, but... Um, let me just uh, skip some here. According to the Catholic Encyclopedia, Ember Days were established to thank God for the gifts of nature, to teach men to make use of them in moderation, and to assist the needy. Historically, ancient cultures were bound to the land, and members of pagan religions would invoke their gods, small g, for protection over their crops. This was the case in Rome. And so when the early Christians began began converting pagans, they decided to sanctify these agricultural rituals to turn their hearts to the one, excuse me, to the one true God. Fasting four times a year was also a tradition adopted from the Old Testament. Um, here's a quote from Zechariah chapter 8. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the fast of the fourth month and the fast of the fifth and the fast of the seventh and the fast of the tenth shall be to the house of Judah seasons of joy and gladness. Whoops, there go my hiccups, I'm sorry. And cheerful feasts. Therefore, love, truth, and peace. I don't know where hiccups come from, beloved, but I know sugar cures them, so... What's the movie that said uh, Mary Poppins, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. It also helps the, um, the hiccups go down. L'chaim. Give me 15 seconds. And I will not have hiccups anymore. This is magic. This is absolutely magic. Okay. Um, Let me just read one more thought here. Ordinations to the priesthood and diaconate were typically celebrated during Ember Days, and the faithful were urged to offer their fasting and prayers to those ordained. You know what, beloved? I have... uh, uh, We've had too many encore programs and I have a lot of your emails to catch up on so when we come back from the break I'm going to do just that so feel free to call in with anything on your heart toll free 1-877-511-5483 and email at mother at the station of the cross.com and we'll we'll be right back
Love learning more about the church, but confused or disheartened by the struggles we are facing today? Follow LifeSite News Catholic on Facebook, Twitter, or sign up for LifeSite Catholic emails and stay up to date on the constant stream of news about the Catholic Church. Our church is at a time of crisis, and we as laity have a responsibility and a duty to educate ourselves and stay true to the faith. LifeSite News Catholic is dedicated to keeping the laity informed and educated. To follow us, go to Facebook or Twitter and search LifeSite News Catholic. As Mother Miriam always says, we must live as if it were true. Hi, this is Terry Barber from the Terry and Jesse Show. We bring you the gospel with clarity and charity. If you have any questions about the faith or what is happening in the church, be sure to tune in at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 Pacific. You can call us during the show, 888-526-2151. The Terry and Jesse Show, weekdays, 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network and heard around the world on the iCatholic Radio app. Podcasts of our network-produced shows are free for your listening pleasure at thestationofthecross.com and on our free iCatholic Radio app for Android and Apple mobile devices. Be uplifted in your faith and inspired to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Listen today at thestationofthecross.com or on our iCatholic Radio mobile app. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live, and we are going to take your calls and emails earlier today so we could catch up some. Um, So again, feel free to call in with anything on your heart. It never needs to be what we're speaking about. And again, the toll-free number, 1-877-511-5483, or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We have an email from uh, Indrani, and um, I don't know that I'm pronouncing it right, I-N-D-R-A-N-I, and I know we began this a couple of days ago in Drani, and I was I was uh, not able to do the program yesterday, but uh, live. Um, and so I'm going to start from the beginning again with your email. Indrani writes, a respected mother, my name is Indrani, and I'm from India. <clears throat> I heard your message regarding the tribulation that is about to come in October for about three months. Let me just correct that. Um there's a number of people who've said that we should have three months or more of food and water come October. Um, And the reason is uh, because what is anticipated um, is a, uh, a virus much more expansive and deadly than the coronavirus. And we may not be able to go out Um, and the shelves may be empty. So the, the advice is that we have three months 
or more of food and water. Um, but it's not uh, a tribulation for three months. I think that's only the beginning of the chastisement that's going to befall us. She says, I'm completely shocked as it has come suddenly. Let me all say that. Let me say this as well. Um, it seems sudden if we haven't learned about it, but um, uh, I'm now putting together our next newsletter, uh, which I hope will be in the mail uh, within a few weeks. Um, and uh, it, it's going to have Our Lady's prophecies from Our Lady of Good Success and Our Lady of Akita, um, Our Lady of Fatima, um, Our Lady of La Salette, uh, Garabandal as well, uh, just a lot. And so we've been warned by Our Lady. These are every single one of these approved. I think Garabandal is not approved yet. Uh, Medjugorje is not approved. Garabandal is not approved by the church. So we will have only approved, only approved um, uh, apparitions of Our Lady and her messages in our newsletter. Um, Garabandal is where the message of the warning comes from. And it's, I believe it's true. And it's uh, huge. I think it's a good thing to look that up. But we have been warned by Scripture for 2,000 years of what's coming in the end times, that uh, there will be a great apostasy, and we're in the middle of that. Uh, Abortion, just look at abortion. We don't need any more evidence that uh, not just that the world is turned from God, but the church is turned from God, and her priests, and her bishops, and her cardinals. We've turned from God. The faith, I came into the church 25 years ago, and at that time, three generations, I saw a loss to the faith, Catholics not knowing their faith. Um, there's a lot of uh, reason for that, many reasons, but the primary reason, it seems, is that our own shepherds have lost the faith or have not taught us or have been afraid to speak out and lead the sheep. Uh, lots of different reasons. But we cannot coast anymore on that. We are responsible to stand before God and to know our faith, whether we've been taught correctly or poorly or wrongly or never taught at all. We must know our faith if we're going to stand before God and live our faith. So it's, it's been coming for 2,000 years. So it seems sudden, but... Um, Our Lady gave, Our Lady of Good Success, which is approved, (coughs) gave many messages to Mariana uh, de Jesus in the the 16th century, in the 1500s, and she said all those prophecies were for the 20th century. So we've had, um, and again, Our Lady of Fatima, who said that the final battle will be be, uh, against marriage in the family, just so many, so many warnings, but... Um, we've kind of been living our own lives. Um, uh, so it's, it's, it seems sudden if we have not been aware, but uh, it, God has been warning us uh, many ways and times with supernatural events, chastisements, uh, many, many things. So Indrani says, uh, please, Mother, what is this all about? Well, I, I think I just answered that uh, in part. She said, it is, is it the message from Our Lady, or rather scriptural, both? 
I need your help because I belong to a Hindu family and I'm praying hard for their conversion. If I give them some message and it doesn't happen, things would turn from bad to worse as it would be more difficult for me to bring them to Christ and convince them. I feel I would become a laughingstock. While I'm concerned, I believe the words of the Holy Bible and feel the truth will happen when it must happen, and I also believe in the mercy of God. So considering my family background, I do not know what I should do or how should I prepare myself. Please advise regards Indrani. Indrani, um, don't alarm them with a, 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 a doomsday message. Um, but they know you're Catholic, and I would get the scriptures uh, from you know, Matthew chapter 24 and 25 and First and Second Peter, talking about uh, the apostasy in the church, um, what they need to do to keep the faith together. Um, I would look at all those scriptures, and you can just type in uh, on a search engine scriptures having to do with the end times. The end times actually began with Jesus on the cross. But you could say to your family, wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes and uh, all of this uh, um, disaster of nature and the apostasy because... You know, the world is um, 60 million babies killed and all of that. Look at everything that's going on. And I would say to your family, I know you're not Catholic. Um, I do believe the scriptures are, are God's word to us. And this is what they say. And take a look at the, at the catechism. Uh, concerning, uh, I don't know if it would be under eschatological issues, eschatological meaning the end times. Um, The catechism talks about what is going to happen in the end days, and that toward the end of the end days, that men's hearts will grow cold, um, and, and bishops against bishops, and all of that. So take a look at the catechism, take a look at the scriptures, do a little search on the internet, and um there's a good book. It's called The End of the World. It was St. Therese of Lisieux's favorite book. And it's in another room. I don't have it with me at the moment. But I think the title is The End of the World. And it's a wonderful book. And it's, it outlines the way things are going to go. And it, I think it clearly we're not just in the middle of them, but we're at the beginning of the end. I believe that. And so um, a book like that will help you. Um, so, and if you wish other good material, give Catholic Answers a call, uh, catholic.com, and look in their shop, and uh, they have many, many good sources. So, Indrani, I, I um, hope all of this will help you, and um, I would just go to your family and say, I know you don't believe this, but let me at least show you the scriptures, what the church teaches, your faith may teach you something else, but the, what I ask you to do for me, out of love for me, is allow me to show you this. Yeah. Let the Holy Spirit work on their hearts. Okay. Um, uh, we have a call from uh, Benny in Florida. Hi, Benny. Hey, how are you, Mother Mary? Good I'm great. How are you? I'm good, good, good. So I have a question, and I think I gave it to the gentleman, but he said you would receive it in an email. 
you have it or should I just... I don't have an email, no. Okay. Okay. So my question is about essential oils. Um, There is a really big movement of essential oils going on, especially throughout my personal life with friends who are very Catholic. Um, And I'm just, you know, concerned about it uh, because, you know, it's connected for me to the new age and i'm just trying to confirm that with you and see what your insight are and what i can say to them um well go ahead benny um no that's it i mean is, is that it okay movement. well you asked on a perfect day ember days um yeah. because uh, as we were saying ember the Ember Days, four times a year at the beginning of each season, is to thank God for all his gifts to us. Food, creation, mm-hmm. nature, plants, everything. We thank him for mm-hmm. it. Um, I think the essential oils are part of that. What people have done through the years is take the good gifts God has given us and use mm-hmm. them to distort his goodness and his plan. They mm-hmm. are, it, the enemy is interested in taking what God has given us and corrupting it, right? Um, mm-hmm. and, and he's always done that. You know, don't eat from that tree, God said. And what's the, what did the enemy do? Eat from that tree. Exactly. God is holding back yeah. on you. And what, what mm-hmm. about uh, so many things that, um, that God has given? And they were used, God's uh, creation, his nature for corrupt things. So Christmas all kinds of debauchery, and Christians went in and made it a grand celebration of our Lord's birth. With Easter, the same thing. We countered the world's um, paganism and turned them to the God of creation. It's fine that you use these oils, but you're not going to call down spirits with them. You're going to heal your body because God gave them to us. In the Old Testament, people used oils and nature. There's no problem with that. God is the one who gave us oils for the anointing of the priesthood, for holy orders, for um, last rites, uh, and he, he, he they, as sacramentals when they're blessed. So um, uh, these are discoveries of nature that are very, very good, uh, better than most medicines and man-made things. So there's an, I don't see, personally, there any anything wrong with them uh but not in any way new age so what about if the company um that starts these um oils are funded they're like they they're mormons they don't really believe in jesus christ or they're they have a line of yoga and and i wouldn't buy from that company okay i would buy the oils from someplace else if they're good i don't want to support Um, new age people selling them or anything else but I'll order them from a legitimate site I I wouldn't have any problem with that okay well because they claim you know their oils are biblical but they also have you know lines that are towards yoga and yeah I wouldn't do um, it I I would find another there are tons of sources out there I would not buy for them from them but I would buy from another source. The oils may be just fine that they're selling, even though it's toward yoga and everything else, but I'm not going to support their pagan beliefs. So I would buy from another source. Okay. Thank you. 
You're welcome, dear Benny. Um, there's okay. our um, the music for our second break, beloved. Feel free to call it with anything on your heart, toll free, 1-877-511-5483. God bless you. LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, Love in Truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the internet, with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com. With the unquestionably high divorce rate in our country, it comes as a real surprise when people hear that couples who use natural family planning in their marriages have a less than 5% divorce rate. Their marriages tend to be stronger due to improved communication skills that enhance marital intimacy. For information on how you and your spouse can learn natural family planning, see the Couple to Couple League website at www.ccli.org or call 513-471-2000 for classes near you. This is Rick Paolini and Father Jacek Mazur. Join us every Sunday morning. We'll be delving into the diary of St. Maria Faustina and discussing the topics important in your life. Whether you're wrestling with willpower or praying for patience, God uses the diary to speak to your struggles. So tune in for Divine Mercy in My Soul every Sunday morning at 11. And catch the Encore presentation every Tuesday evening at 8. Jesu ufam tobie. Jesus, I trust in you. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. And um, we have a whole half hour all to ourselves. And you're welcome to call in with anything at all on your heart. Toll free 1-877-511-5483. But if you have uh, sent us an email and you're wondering when I'm ever going to get to it, um, I'm going to try to catch up some today for sure. Um, We have a text from someone anonymous. If there will be three days of darkness, why should we prepare, store food and water for three months? The three months have nothing to do with the three days of darkness. Um, If you wish the uh, countdowns, the um, sequence of things, the three days of darkness are going to come later. But if you wish um, um, uh, a sense of uh, the timing, uh, the progression of all this, uh, there's a site called Countdown to the Kingdom, uh, with Mark Millette, and I think, uh, I believe it's as trustworthy as anything else I've read, 
Uh, nobody can know for sure in advance, um, but it is uh, determined scripturally and by many things that have been revealed to us by our Lord through his prophets and Our Lady. So count down to the kingdom. So again, the three months for food and water uh, is, is uh, not the same as the three days of darkness. There's a uh, approved prophet, Marie, um, I think Jill Henney, oh, I forget her full name, that's approved by the church. And she uh, goes in um, uh, detail on the three days of darkness that God revealed to her. Um, so you might find her. Um Okay, now we have a text from somebody who writes it anonymously and says, Mother Miriam, can you point to the scripture about the assumption and coronation of our Blessed Mother? No. Uh, I, there are, um, Tim Staples of Catholic Answers has done a fantastic uh, tape series. I think it's called Behold Your Mother on Mary. And he shows the foretelling of the Assumption and Coronation in the Old Testament of our Blessed Mother, which I'm not able to refer to at this point. But in the New Testament, I cannot. Um, I can certainly point to the Assumption of Enoch in Genesis chapter 5. Uh, God took him. He was assumed into heaven, um, as was Elijah. Uh, they didn't die. They were assumed. Um, we believe that the Blessed Mother did die, but yet was not buried, was assumed. And the coronation of her being queen, uh, crowned queen of heaven and earth um, is not in in um, uh, the New Testament, but we read um, this morning in the um, morning office about the, the queen and uh, crowned, and um, I think Psalm 45, and kind of a foretelling of our Blessed Mother, uh, that with Solomon as well. But I'd have to go into a whole issue with prophecy and look it up for you. Um, So, but specifically, the Assumption and the Coronation are not in Scripture. We believe in them because the Church has believed in them right from the beginning. Uh, the same way we believe in the uh, Trinity, which is two words, tri meaning three, and unity meaning one, three in one, tri-unity or trinity. But trinity is not in Scripture. We believe The word is not in Scripture. Um, nowhere does it say God is three in one. Nowhere in Scripture. But we do a study on, on God the Father, and we see he's God. And God the Son, we see he's God. And God the Holy Spirit, and we see he's God. And there's only one God. So God is one. Three persons in one God. Um, the word incarnation is not in Scripture, yet we believe that our Lord, Lord took on flesh through the Virgin Mary. So there's a number of things. Uh, we believe the word purgatory is not in Scripture, and yet... We see in Maccabees in the Old Testament that uh, people believed that they could pray for the dead, and they did pray for the dead. So uh, in any case, uh, God has not given us Scripture alone. Um, I think aside from uh, Tim Staples 
Behold Your Mother. Uh, take a look at anything Mark Maravalli has written on the Assumption and Coronation. He's written several small, almost booklets, um, and they helped me into the church. Truly excellent. The other thing you can do is go to catholic.com and in their search box type in Assumption and then go back and type in uh, Coronation of Our Lady and you'll get wonderful articles on those issues. Um, We have an email from David who says, Mother, very quickly, why do you suggest gathering food and water of three months worth before October? I listened to your recent video today. What might we need to prepare for? Well, I've already said this, but let me again quickly answer it. We don't know for sure, but it seems that our Lord, through his prophets, again, I refer anybody to the website of Countdown to the Kingdom, um, that it it seems that uh, those who um, either are receiving messages from our Lord, again, they're not approved messages by the church, it's more recent, And normally the church does not approve a prophet or messages until they stop. And they're going on now. Um, And so um, where they have said, uh, several have said that uh, a um, a deadly virus is coming upon us. It's not the coronavirus, which was a, a true virus, but created in a lab in order to harm mankind and it was not as um it was it was used as a uh, how do i say an instrument of evil people to begin to speak about a one world government to control the world um but apparently we don't know till it happens there is another virus a serious one and a deadly one that might be upon us very soon and somewhere in October um, if it doesn't come I'm going to tell you right here in our Priory we have collected uh, food and if it doesn't come we have lots of food basically we're going to live on beans and rice we've co- and, and water and we've collected a lot of it and if it if the uh, the situation doesn't come, then we've got a lot of food to give to the poor, and we'll be very happy about that. We have an email from somebody who writes it anonymously and says, Hello, Mother Miriam, I just adore you. Oh, my God, my goodness, um, you sweet soul, uh, and together we adore God. We need one of you in every diocese. <laughs> my dear anonymous one but no diocese will take me um and and he or she writing in says my question is about the deacon at the local parish there are a group of politically like-minded people in the parish who support the pro-death party and are very proud of it well they're proud of being in sin they're proud of defying god and Uh, turning from Catholic truth. That's what they're proud of. The deacon is a part of this group. I asked if he knew who Jesse Romero was. He did not, and offered to let him read my copy of Jesse's book, A Catholic Vote for Trump. He declined. We live in California, so it probably will go to Biden. But you never know. It makes me disappointed beyond belief that a deacon could support anyone other than the most pro-life president in history. 
would you pursue this any further or leave it between him and God? Well, it's tragic, and you're you're grieving because a deacon would believe uh, such utter error, but uh, Bishop Tobin, um, I think the one in New Jersey, definitely not Rhode Island, um, came out and said he was going to vote for Vice President, ex Vice President Biden. It is he's going to be tremendously accountable when he stands before the judgment seat, that bishop, because he's telling people it's all right to vote for Biden and that other issues are equal to abortion. No issue, no issue is equal to murder. No issue is equal to murder. And again, whoever votes for ex-Vice President Biden is voting for the murder of millions of children. Whatever else you like or don't like about Trump has nothing to do with it. Um, we don't vote for who we like. We vote for what God likes. He's not talking personalities. Uh, but um, um, but truth. But truth. There's no issue. None to compare. I, I copied something today from Catholic Vote that I subscribe to. Um, and it's it's a quote. Let me see now. Oh, dear. I just lost it. Hold on. It's a good quote, which is why I copied it. Um, here it is. By, by uh, Cardinal Francis George, who was a wonderful cardinal and, of course, is now deceased. And he said, abortion is no more a single issue than was slavery. It is instead a defining issue, one which shapes the future of the nation. So uh, that deacon is utterly blind, as are cardinals and bishops who will support Biden. They are supporting pure evil. And I just saw something which says that Catholics, white Catholic adults are dropping in their support for President Trump. We are the group he has to count on the most. It's shocking to me how people could be so, so blinded. Um, So I would continue, dear one, to, uh, if he he refused uh, Jesse's book, I would compare. I would give him a list of non-negotiables for Catholics. If, you, if there's only five, you look at, can look on the Catholic Answers, Catholic.com website, and um, look up that book and download it, and give him the five non-negotiables, and Trump supports every one of them. And if, you're a, if you claim to be a Catholic and you support them, you, you will be in mortal sin. No good. Um, so I, I give him what you can continue to give him um, um, and pray for him. Um, and again, if you have other opportunity, if something comes up um, on Biden, uh, you can continue the conversation with him. I, it do- doesn't surprise me that he did not receive Jesse Romero's book. We have a call on the line from some from a not. Anonymous, are you there, dear one? Yes, yes, I am, Mother. Uh, hi. Go ahead, honey. 
Um, I am a widow. I live in Pennsylvania, and both of my children now have gone off to school. My son is in graduate school in Texas, and my daughter is in a university in Indiana. And I've had to learn, divine, like, trusting in divine providence during the, this short period. They both left in August. So what should I tell them about what you're saying about preparing for food without frightening them? Um, can you hang on until after the break? Sure. Okay, hang on. We'll be right back. I, I have a thought for you. Okay, and it'll be our last segment, beloved, everybody. So call in with anything on your heart, toll-free, 1-877-511-5483, or email at mother at com. We'll be right back. We stand at a crossroads in history. We can stand up for life, family, and a Christian culture, or we can stand idly by while the fabric of society becomes fundamentally anti-life, anti-family, and anti-Christian, slowly leading to its own demise. LifeSite News is the leading defender of life, family, and Christian culture. Through our news reporting, we seek to educate readers with information and zeal. They need to fight the most crucial battles of our day. And we need your help to continue that mission. You can support LifeSite News by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Another way to support LifeSite is to prayerfully consider becoming a sustained life monthly donor to help us continue to save lives in the culture. To donate, visit give.lifesitenews.com forward slash sustain life. Our staff of over 40 and millions of future generations thank you for helping to save the culture. Hello, beloved. This is Mother Miriam, host of Mother Miriam Live, to let you know that there is a magnificent array of programs that originate from the Station of the Cross, such as Stand Out for Life with Jim Havens and Father Imbarato. They pray for and discuss the pro-life movement each Saturday morning live at 9 a.m. Eastern, you can also listen to Stand Out for Life anytime as a podcast on the iCatholic Radio mobile app. The Station of the Cross thanks our financial supporters who have enabled us to broadcast Catholic programs for more than 20 years. As a nonprofit lay organization not affiliated with your diocese, our apostolate is listener supported. Through your generosity, we're able to inspire countless listeners with the gospel message and help lead them to a parish to be spiritually nourished by the sacraments. Thank you for your continued support, and may God bless you and your family.
beloved. I had a little delay in coming back to you. Um, it's good to be back. And we are on the line with um, um, a woman whose children, uh, are they both in college? Yes. Yes. Okay. But they're in two different part, uh, two different states. States. And you're concerned about October. If they don't know about it, they may not have enough food. If they're in college, the colleges are going to have food. Okay, so I shouldn't worry. Well, my my daughter then my daughter is the one who is in a in in a college. My son is in graduate school, so he has his own apartment. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and I he guess, eats. I mean, he's still he's going to school. He eats sometimes at school, but mostly it's on his own. So you well, think he would be okay too? Uh, probably. Um, how is their faith? My daughter um, is uh, consecrated like I am to Our Lady, and she also consecrated herself to St. Joseph. So, and, and that's all current. She's practicing? Yes, yes, she's practicing. My son is practicing, but um, it, when I, he was at home, I think he would practice when he's, I don't think his faith is as strong, I guess mm-hmm. I would say. All right. Um you know, you might, um, when you speak with them, say that there's a lot of talk around about the end times, and we don't know how much time we have. It may be years, but it seems that there's some chastisements heading toward us. Uh, people are talking about having enough food, um, even this fall, as soon as October, uh, for three months. Um, but more importantly, um, people are talking about a warning that is an illumination of conscience that is going to come upon every person in the entire world. And so not to frighten us, not to paralyze us, but we need to be in good standing with God. And if there's anything on our souls, we need to go to confession. I would do that in a phone conversation with each of them. Okay, okay. Uh, yes, that 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 makes me feel better. That I, okay. okay, so they would be provided by the university. And oh, I, I think so. I think so. And if you say to them, people talking about um, a chastisement or a a, 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 a a more deadly plague, and they're trying to, you know, some people are advising that we have a few months' food and water stacked up. So, you know, I'd say to them, I, you don't know all of it. People are talking. So, if you have, if you can eat well at school, that's great. If not. You know, you might want to get a few extra rice chip, uh, rice uh, chips for you. Well, what do you call those? Rice uh, something. Um, or, you know, food for your room, uh, sure. just in case sure. you ever need something. Okay. Just okay. lightly suggested okay. to them. Say, we don't know, but people are talking about it. It couldn't hurt for you to have some extra food uh, on hand, food and water, but more importantly, to go to confession. Thank you, Mother, and thank you for, for speaking the truth with charity, and thank you for being humble when I heard your apology about the incident, something you said, and, you, and, yeah. and you're just such a blessing to our church. And uh, I thank God, God bless you. you. God bless you. Thank you so much. Okay, let me see now. We're going to go to another email, and it is from Dolores. And again, beloved, it's our last segment. There's still a few minutes for you to call in if you wish. Dolores writes, Dear Mother Miriam, 
I love to hear your calming voice and important messages. It seems that these difficult times have brought worries, but for me, gifts as well. I've been praying to the Holy Spirit for wisdom and knowledge to face the coming times. I unfortunately feel that there is little awareness uh, or attention for this in my home parish. I feel adrift without a place for spiritual comfort. Beloved, our spiritual comfort must be in God. We must not have any sin on our soul. Go to confession um, and read the scriptures, read the catechism, read the saints, um, have a good friend or two who is is not afraid to look at the news and things as they are that you could pray together. Um, she's, she write, Dolores writes, most recently I am so sad not to receive Jesus in the Holy Eucharist as I wish, kneeling and on the tongue from a priest or deacon. Well, wherever you are, your priest and or deacon is violating your rights. You have every right to receive kneeling and on the tongue, and no coronavirus, no cardinal, no bishop, no one has a right to prevent that. And she says, I've asked for this, but the request is met with silence. If you want Holy Communion on the tongue, a Eucharistic minister will do so after applying hand sanitizer to our hands in between recipients. That's fine. That's what they do when we go. If I can't get to my Latin church and I go to the Novus Ordo, every time that somebody receives, including me, on the tongue, they turn around, use hand sanitizer, and then give the Eucharist to the next person. That's their choice. I'm not asking them to do that. Don't let that stop you. She said, if you want Holy Communion on the tongue, a Eucharistic minister will do so after applying hand sanitizer to her hands in between recipients. My understanding about Eucharistic ministers is that they are extraordinary ministers, that is, to be used in extraordinary circumstances. You're 100% right, Dolores, but the church has abused that. Having a mass at one-third capacity does not seem to stretch the workload of the priest or deacon. As a result... I have been making a spiritual communion. Does it seem unreasonable on my part to look for Jesus to be given to me on the tongue by someone with consecrated hands? It's not unreasonable, beloved. And um, I don't know if you're saying that um, when there are Eucharistic ministers, the priest does not distribute communion at all. Is, is that, Are you saying that? Because you just go on the line where the priest is. Don't go to Eucharistic ministers. It's it's not illegitimate. The church has allowed it, but um, just go on the line where the where the uh, the priest or the deacon is. She said it's been implied that I should take communion as offered and stop complaining. No, you're not complaining. You you want to respect the holiness of the Eucharist. She says, for me, I'll continue with spiritual communion until I find what feels right to me, but I do value your input on this, dear mother. Uh, God bless and continue to guide you in your holy work. I would go to Mass, but dear one, and receive the Holy Eucharist, kneeling and on the tongue, uh, even if it has to be a Eucharistic minister. But again, as long as your priest is one of those distributing Holy Communion. I don't care if you have six Eucharistic ministers. As long as your priest is one of those distributing Holy Communion, stand on his line. If he objects to that, then sit where his line would be. Just make sure you go to him. 
uh, if you wish. There's nothing wrong with going to the Eucharistic minister, even though we wish it wouldn't be that way, but there's nothing wrong with that. Don't deprive. As long as you could still receive kneeling it on the tongue, even if they use a hand sanitizer, the priests do the same thing with their consecrated hands. They still use the hand sanitizer. It grieves me no end. God bless you all. We'll speak with you tomorrow. Thank you.